Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right, welcome to the first ever Cold Acid Abel Kirby podcast of the title to be determined. I'm Abel Kirby. I'm Cold Acid. And uh, how you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I think the last time I saw yeah, you, it's we, been were, a while. we were out uh, on, uh, I think it was Casey's Pub in Los Angeles. Uh, some number of years ago at an anime expo. Yeah, that was quite some time ago. There's a... I don't even remember which one it was. It was, what, 2016? 2015, 2016? Yeah, it was probably the last one I went to, because I, I used to go to those cons all the time, and, uh, you know, lately I've been to some of the local ones in the areas. I don't fly out or, you know, travel, commute to go to any of these anymore. But I kind of miss it a little bit, you know, the spectacle and going out there and meeting random people online. That kind of thing was always fun. The concerts. Ah, yeah. And you got to get the tickets for the shows. I remember, actually, that was the year they had uh, Kiss was there. Kiss had a show with, uh, what's her name? Yeah, I didn't see Kiss. Yeah, they were doing, uh, there was a Kiss concert. It was like, oh, that's kind of weird for an anime con, but. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I kept going, like, every year up until 2019, I think. No, 2018. 2019, I went to Gen Con instead. Mm. What's uh, Gen Con? Not much anime at Gen Con. Yeah, isn't that Oh, like that's that games? tabletop one that was... Uh, yeah, it was started by TSR back in the day, or really Gary Gygax himself. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that's been. They fun. actually had. Uh, they actually had that uh, cosplay deviants. Uh, they had cosplay deviants there last year at Gen Con, but that was odd. Hmm. I don't know. I saw. Um, yeah. last not not what you expect at tabletop convention. The, la the last convention I went to, I think, was KnobCon, which I think it actually got a shout-out at, at NA, but it was KnobCon in, like, Chicago. And that was the uh, the synthesizer that convention. That sounds kind of weird. Yeah, it was the, uh, you know, knob twiddlers, you know, uh, modular synthesizer conference. Yeah. That was a little wild, a little awkward, but a little more awkward than wild, to be honest. Well, more of a professional thing than like fandom, would you say? Yeah, it was kind of, they had all the, the booths there, but it wasn't, uh, it was like someone would come on and they said, hey, I did, uh, you know, this synthesizer track on this pop song where no one's ever noticed the synth track before, you know, but now you can have a conference because you had a hit, <laughs> you know, that those were the panels. There was one guy who had worked with uh, Michael Jackson on a bunch of things. So that was kind of cool. And then the rest was a bunch of nobodies I'd never heard of. I hope they at least had a demo comp during that. They had uh, what they called... The, here's the big thing that they had at KnobCon was they called it the Jam. And uh, they had a whole room set up for it. And you could just bring your modular synthesizer in. And none of these are... So there's two kinds of electronic music there's electronic music and then there's capital e electronic capital m music and 
they're playing a lot of experimental uh, types of things. Uh, like you don't have a regular keyboard input. You basically have knobs to set tunes and you have these step sequencers that are just sort of free running clocks and people are trying to sync up the clocks. So someone's got to run a timing line, you know, from, from one uh, person's desk to the other so that they can play in time with each other. It's kind of, um, probably really fun to be at, but it wasn't fun to listen to. It was sort of like a bunch of noise, which is kind of cool, I guess, if you're, I don't know, on the right stuff, but it really wasn't for me. Yeah, noise is about all I've been able to make. <sighs> yeah, I haven't done, I used to do a lot of music for NA. Hasn't really happened lately. Not since I moved. I've been meaning to get back into it, but just never. Uh... Yeah, you've made so much that you still show up in the show notes every show. <laughs> I started showing up in the show notes after the first one I did. He just never changes that. When you do one, he adds your name, and it never goes away. It's too much work to keep track of. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, right. Too now, many the... other notes to have for the show. Yeah. Well, it's good to be talking to you. I've had a pretty uh, low rate of social engagement with pretty much everyone I've known for uh, the last, I don't know, couple months. It's been pretty pretty crazy because I just moved to Maryland. I don't know if I even mentioned that to you. I uh, I got out of Colorado. And no. No, right as soon, right in March, right as soon as the uh, virus was hitting everything, everyone's shutting down. I was I had packed up all my crap. Half of it was in storage, waiting to go on a truck, and I'm uh, driving across the country <laughs> really early March, and then I get there, and I'm <laughs> quarantined in a hotel, because I, a, a ho I don't have a home. So it's kind of fun, fun experience, especially, so the first week, um, I could get, there was a bar down the road, I could talk the, the bar, the, uh, the staff there, they said, well, you know, you can only, you can come inside if you order a uh, takeout. And this is like the first couple days of lockdown. So I said, okay, can I order an appetizer? And then you can take two hours to make it so I can sit at the bar and wait. They said, oh yeah, sure. And they let me get away with that like once. <laughs> and after that, it was, hey, see you later, buddy. We're closing. And actually a lot of businesses, even though they could have opened, uh -huh. they just shut down completely around here. Some of them aren't open, and you know, it's you've probably heard this story a million times from every other show and person you talk to and listen to. They, they just place shut down and they don't open back up. Mm -hmm. So, I used to have a place that I, yeah, I'm uh, oh, go ahead. I think we have a delay. It feels like I'm always talking over you. Um, the I was gonna say, I used to have a place I go, there's a bar in colorado we go there and basically watch hockey uh was the thing so we go there and watch nhl games and then i had one or two friends we go out to you know anime movies and things like that and that was my uh, the height of my social life uh at the end of my my term in colorado so it's kind of fun we ended up going to see uh huh? i think the last thing we saw was the my hero academia movie which was not my thing it was his thing but it's still a fun movie. And <laughs> also we saw the uh, Gundam uh, Char's Counterattack dubbed in uh, English. Was it in English? I can't remember. That was a uh, kind of fun cinematic event too. 
the uh, the group that was putting them on was, um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Fathom Events. And so you used to have all these different movie theaters. I think it was AMC, but, you know, there was a bunch of different movie theaters in town, and they wouldn't all pick up everything. And so we go to AMC theaters, and you watch the Fathom Events, whatever, the, basically whatever anime we're showing, and go out and watch it. But that's all shut down. Yeah. Uh, Charge Counterattack. That was actually a pretty decent movie. It's been a long time since I saw it, though. I watched it back in my Utarpa days. There's a anime club at University of Toronto called Utarpa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to actually be on the exec there, despite not being a student of the university. <laughs> and uh, one time we did show Char's Counterattack. And it yeah. was, I think we showed it uh, just subtitled, no dubs. Yeah. It's pretty good. Except, here's the thing, I'd seen it before, and I forgot about Quest. I forgot how much I hate her. <laughs> She's the worst character in the whole thing. They're uh, <laughs> running through... You know what I'm talking about, right? Quest? She dumps her boyfriend for, like, Hitler on a horse because she sees yeah. Char's dry, going through, and she's like, betrays him after, you know, for, for nothing, as far as I can tell. It's just the most annoying uh, part of the whole movie. I digress. Yeah. So, for this show... Not the best character out there, that's sure. Oh, we're still stepping on each other now. I've got to find a way to get a timing... Uh... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we have a delay issue. We're just really good at talking over each other. Oh. You talk first. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So we put together, I, I don't know what the hell the show is even going to be about. I mean, I think the topic we came up with was, uh, hey, let's do an anime podcast. And then I said, anime reviewing sounds like work. So I'm not sure I really want to do it. But it might be nice to you know get on the, uh, the horn and talk to I still came up with a list of shows. Yeah. Um, so I went down and I, I actually downloaded the, the list you gave me. I uh, went through and watched them all. Uh, the first episode, at least, of everything. And I don't know. Why don't you tell us what we pick out? Tell the view. Tell the listeners. Yeah. So the shows uh, picked out were Izaki Chan, Doki uh, Hentai HX Arrows, and Peter Grill. Yeah. I'm not going to try reading the full names of uh, of them because I mean. I'm just going to butcher it anyway. Yeah. But uh, every everybody knows about Izaki-chan because, I mean, constantly pictures of her being posted on social media. Uh, the artist himself actually publishing his own doujins of her at <laughs> events. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. That's, so here's the thing. Uh, when I watched it was the... Uh, Izaki-chan, uh, her, her voice actress... You, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but I, I recognized it, and I actually went and I, I didn't know what it was. And she sounded kind of familiar, so I went and looked up some of the uh, actors in the show, and it was Chio from uh, Chio School Road, same actress. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah, 
I never, I rarely pay attention to the voice actresses, actually. Hmm. I think it's fun, especially if they have, uh, you know, you can find there's a show out there, some something's going on, and you, if you can recognize the voice, and you find, oh, it's that person from that show, from, you know, some other thing you recognize. Sometimes that's what it, what it takes to get you to watch an episode two or three, so. In this case, I liked, uh... Yeah. Actually, how I'd recognize her more be... Oh! It wasn't... I'd recognize she... her better as Kirhoff Sugamomo. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch any of that. I'm such a slacker when it comes to anime. I can't even be bothered to watch most of the stuff out there. Like I told you uh, earlier, I think the last... I think the last round of anime I actually watched was some stuff you recommended to me, which was uh, Chio's School Road. That was fun. And uh, I think that was it. I think that was really the last thing I actually ended up watching. And a lot of the stuff I watch tends to be adaptations of manga or light novels I'm reading. <laughs> oh, boy. You gotta have... Actually, that's the case with all three of these suggestions. Oh, they are? I didn't even know what the source material yeah. was. Do you want to... Oh, yeah. All three of these are... Uh... Oh. Yeah, all three of them are manga. Do you want to uh, summarize any of these for us? I mean, I watched all of them, so, you know, Uzaki-chan, that's kind of the, uh, I, I got the English translation off from, I think Wikipedia has it as, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out is the, is the title of it. So that was fun, so that's, um, how would you yeah. describe the premise of it? It's, uh, loner in- Annoying Kohai wants to be main character's girlfriend. Yeah, that's it. And I essentially, I, yeah, I can't tell if this protagonist is he's just so oblivious. You can't tell that that she's doing everything on purpose the whole episode. Or is that just the running joke? Is that he's like uh, one of these doofus protagonists who never notices the girls like him? Not exactly. It's more he just doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not an idiot. He's just an asshole. It didn't seem to come off too bad. I mean, it it actually that was of the of the shows we watched. That was the one I would probably most likely want to you know watch an episode two of. Uh, reminds me of the kind of show that I would actually watch. You know, it's kind of not too far out there, but it's you know obviously it's anime. It's it's yeah. got the it's got the tropes in it, but it's still not uh it's not so far gone that's all there's left. I'm kinda of annoyed with the uh being flesh colored. I've noticed that uh this a few other shows they've started doing that, just like flood filling during the during the cell painting and the little the little snake tooths end up being flesh colored instead of white uh, like yeah. a tooth should be. I saw, I noticed that, but I thought it was just an aesthetic thing. I figured they just painted it uh, flesh-colored instead of, uh, you know, white. It didn't bother me. I, I noticed it, oh, yeah. but it wasn't. 
I did like uh, some of the music in there. It's was... definitely aesthetic thing. I just don't like that aesthetic. Hmm. Some of the uh, music was fun. It's always fun to go back to music in Japan, and then there, there was a thesis someone had once where they're just kind of 10 years, whatever is popular in the United States 10 years ago is popular in Japan now. And so, you know, going from what you might hear on a top 40 radio station now to the, the, the music that they put in, you know, Uzaki Chet, like the, the opening theme is a lot of guitars and drums and it's not, um, yeah, this really produced, well, I mean, it's well produced, but it's not, um, the aesthetic, the musical, uh, quality to it. it's different than, uh, the most modern music that you pick up on the radio. It's just, it does remind me of, things that were popular like 10 years ago so maybe that uh thesis holds true mm -hmm. so with the other shows yeah so peter grill is peter essentially grill. uh yeah he's he's you actually like, want to tell your thoughts about before i give my description he's like he so here's the premise. He's the Olympian, and he has a bunch of unwanted groupies who are trying to hit on him, but he's engaged, and he's trying to, uh, I don't know, not deal with them. Uh, but they're all into him because he's a, he's a winner. He's the first human to win this. Uh, it's, it's a fantasy setting, and so he wins, like, the fantasy uh, fighting championships. He's the most, the strongest man in the world. So all the girls are after him. But oh no, he's engaged, so he can't, uh, you know, pursue anyone. That it, as far as I can, the show was only—I think it was a twelve-minute episode, wasn't it? It was pretty short. Yeah, it's a short series. So, I don't know. I didn't. There's nothing about this that really, you know, struck me. There's something I I care about. It was kind of. It was the same, the same kind of thing as, you know, I got the ATX version of it, and there, there's been a dozen other kind of sex comedy shows that have come around, and I think they all were funnier. So at least for the mm -hmm. first episode, I was, I was watching, going, ah, it's. This feels like something I've watched before, like, four times, so I wasn't impressed at all. I did notice the, uh, I know you didn't... Every episode will be like that. Every episode will be like that? The, uh, the protagonist was, uh... Yeah, pretty much. He, well, the, the actor, uh, I got his name, I didn't recognize his name, but he's, uh, the same protagonist from Kanagi. From back, that's a... More than it, what's that, 12 years ago or something like that? I think it was 2008, Kanagi came out. Do you ever remember that one? It was with the blue-haired blue girl who was a tree. No. It was the tree who comes to life. Yeah, that was a fun one. But, and also... Uh, he was Connie in Attack on Titan. Yeah, and uh, a couple other yeah. random rules. That was funny, though. It's like one of those voices you yeah. hear, you just hear randomly. Uh, shows up in places. And then the uh, the female lead, uh, one of them was, uh, I think it was Mimi, was uh, from K-On, I think. She was, uh, as you... 
uh, Azunyan, I think it was, or was it uh, Ritsu? Yeah, which is one of these Kon girls. Just, yep. Oh, that's kind of weird. It was kind of weird, uh, but then again, it's not enough to keep my interest. It was kind of like. Eh. Pretty much the only reason I'll keep watching it is because I'm reading the manga. Yeah. But yeah, it it's really it's really a dumb show. It's it's a dumb manga, honestly. <laughs> I'm, but I'm low enough to continually be amused by it. Yeah. Well, cause I mean I've I've watched some pretty yeah. some pretty crappy stuff before just because I uh Something about of it, I uh, tickled me the right way, and so I kept kept with it. Moving on, we had a third. And the last one, yeah, it was yeah, it was superheroes, but heroes, or it was hexier arrows, or something. It was uh, super H yeah with the arrows. X in there, yeah, uh, as if it was super H X arrows. This is, yeah, exactly. This is a uh, another manga or light novel or Ma something you said. Yeah, another uh, manga adaption. Yeah. So, did they adapt it from uh, the Shimonetta source material, or from uh, did it have its own spinoff? Because it seemed like it was that was the first thing that that jumped out out to me was it. This is another show I've seen before. The same. Felt like the same theme as a. Uh, no, it's a, it's a bit different. It's a bit different in that regard. It has nothing to do with Shimonetta. Rather, it's like alien invasions happening, and the only way to fight them off is to be perverts. <laughs> I. This was another one which was. It had like one. It had like a good joke inside there, but that I liked. But everything else was kind of. Yeah, I think I've seen this before. It uh, gets better, but just the way the first episode went was, uh, I mean, some of it, you ex you got to expect the exposition, right, to set up the environment in the in the show, but it, you know, felt it, really slow at points it, because of that. It's like a, it's a Sentai show, right? This is it. It's a, it's a fighting team. Yeah. You know, and they even have, it's almost like yeah. power rangers kinds of villains where they have uh the praying what was it that the praying mantis ladies sobering people up because they're too horny oh well, they're mostly like that anyway <laughs> yeah they all got colors too just like sentai is uh the red one the leader Yeah, more or less, yeah, but that's you know, kind of... The red one's always each, the leader. Each team is... Yeah, each team is either all girls or there's the one team that has the main character, and that's essentially his harem. Hmm. Not entirely wanted, nor non-wanted harem, but he's primarily all about the childhood friend who is like anti-sex everything oh yeah well that was that was probably the the good gag in episode one where they had uh the the aliens coming up to 
was that in episode one I, where they make it out the whole time like it's uh like she got the dis- her her uh her libido was removed by this alien from for uh to power their spaceship or whatever whatever the hell they're doing with it and uh the you they kind of imply that that was what was going on and that's why she's so frigid the whole time and they do finally do the flashback where they find out the uh aliens trying to trying to uh take all her power and then the he just pops because she's way too horny it was kind of okay it was that was actually a chuckle yeah. for me that was uh that was fun yeah that but was pretty good it it still seemed like um there's been other you know sex comedy kinds of shows that for some reason the i don't know may i'm so here's I'm, this is going to be the trend of the show as we watch anime that I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to say, I don't like anything. It's all bad. I don't like it at all. I'm a curmudgeon. Can we bring Okay, so you're pretty much JCD. <laughs> I'll, be the, I'll be the contrarian. No, it's like Uzaki-chan I liked. Um, I'm up for watching more of that. Um, but actually, Peter Grill was somewhat tolerable just because it was short. Uh, also, it was kind of the most mindless of them. You don't have to think too hard when you're watching Peter Grill. There's not too much going on. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just a spectacle for 12 minutes. Okay. I'm trying to pull up my list from uh, my other computer, what else I'm watching this season. Yeah, there's a few shows that are continuing with new seasons that I'm going to be watching. Anything uh, I might be interested in? Give me, give me uh, just one highlight. I know. Two highlights. Did you watch uh, Origaru in the past? No. Huh? How about no. Sword Art Online? Um, well, just a tiny bit, but. You know, that was another one that didn't really yeah. catch me. Because both of them, they have new seasons going on. Uh, ReZero as well. Oh, yeah. That's something I've been meaning to watch for a while. And it, I honestly have no idea what ReZero is. It's something that's been kind of in the uh, sort of in the fabric of discussion. If you're out there on like anime Twitter or something like that, it, it's just there. And so you're aware of it by osmosis but not because you've actually seen it yeah probably seen more cosplay yeah. of uh of re-zero that a character is that i've actually seen of frames of re-zero like total frames of any particular episode yeah. it's actually uh pretty interesting to watch i've been reading the light novel as well Hmm. What's the premise of it? I I honestly I have no idea what this is about. So So it's an isekai series, but the main character is able to reset uh by killing himself or being killed to an earlier point and can change things. So he keeps screwing up, dying, uh, retrying things until it works. Mm-hmm. And then with this season, 
not to give too much detail, they throw a wrench in that and he resets to a point that's too late for something that really screwing them up. Hmm. Well, that could be fun. That's a, so that's not what I thought it was about. Uh, the, uh, so what's the blue haired girl have to do with it? She's a maid of the host of the main character's love interest. Mm. And she loves the main character as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd actually be up for it. It actually makes a bit more sense in context. Yeah, I'd uh, be up to watch an episode or two of that just to dip my fingers in, dip my toes in for a little bit. You said it's a new season? I would definitely suggest watching the first season before you watch any of the second. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll do that. Do you watch uh, any movies? Anime movies? So, uh, actually, I... Not regularly. I uh, I lied, because uh, I just remembered the last couple of things I did see. Uh, the newest anime that I'd seen was the Makoto Shikai had a new movie. Um, weathering with you. And I saw that in theaters at, uh, I think it was the American premiere. It was, uh, soon after, if not the premiere day. And that was a pretty good one. Drama. Um. Yeah. Most of the anime movies I watch are, like, older ones from, uh, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I rarely ever have time to just sit down and watch a whole movie, whether it's animated or not. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep my eye on the... uh, I'm waiting for these theaters to open, because I'm sure when they they do, they're going to open up some of these events, and they'll start being premieres for different foreign films and things that might be of interest. Actually, the one, the, the movie I'm looking forward to the most uh, this year, I'm kind of mad it's going to get postponed or delayed or something, was the Dune uh, 2020. Did you follow that at all? It, it's, uh, you know, Dune, Frank Herbert's uh, science fiction uh, novel. But they're doing, allegedly, uh, an adaptation of the of the book proper and not what David Lynch did, which was fun in its own way. Uh, but it wasn't Dune, you know. It was uh, some other kind of movie. Yeah. I think that was supposed to come out in December. The problem is, even as a two-part film, as a two-part film, it's still going to cut too much. Mm. With how much is in Dune, you'd actually have to do, like, a full-season show. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still... I like the directors. The same guy who did... It was, like, uh, Dennis... Uh, V, <laughs> whatever. Villeneuve. Yeah, Villeneuve. Um, he did, uh, let's see, he did that Blade Runner sequel. And that was good. And before that, he saw another movie that I, lo- apparently I, I was the only one who actually enjoyed it, but it was called Arrival, uh, which is the alien uh, first contact story. Not to be confused with the Arrival movies from the 90s, which were about those aliens who were 
causing global warming. So he's uh, from Quebec, huh? The director? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually, one of his other films was about the uh, the uh, Polytechnic Massacre. Oh, I've only seen two movies. What was the what was that one called? A polytechnic. Hmm. That might be interesting to watch. Well, I think we've done enough for episode one. I'm feeling like it's time to wrap up and figure out how to get this out. This has been yeah, a, a little short, but uh, you seem to have run through material for now. Yeah, I've uh, I was aiming for like half an hour anyway. I was I, I was going to bring that up before. I was well, let's do half an hour until we figure out what we're really doing. This is just so as soon as we're done with this show, we can go back and actually, uh, you know, start making, <laughs> start really podcast this is a this is a trial balloon trying to figure out what we're doing we still have some ground to cover too we got to fig figure out a name uh for the show right now it's i have it set up as untitled uh cold acid able kirby project I'd like to get some kind of format down too to move us through things because if we don't have a format we're just going to be you know like babes in the woods so you can't say that anymore. So. Well, Hog Story works without a format. Eh. I like Hog Story. Do you think they'd, uh, did they ever do, um, well, actually, no, I, I think I called in the show once or twice. Every once in a while they have a bit with uh, a little sound clip of me on there. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Got that. No, I don't think so. No, that's... Uh, I'm the guy who's... And that's the hog story! I, they, they were playing at the... Oh, that was the, you? Yeah, that's me. Awesome. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I have heard that clip. Yeah, I made a bunch of their intros. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Oh, and, nice. Uh, I, I think I called in their first couple episodes. It was like episode two and three. They kept calling and uh, complaining on their voicemail line. That was fun. It's hard for me to listen to podcasts live, though. It's you have any idea who Pete is? What was that? We're definitely uh, stepping You have any of... idea who Buford T is? Buford T from Tennessee on PCP? I have no idea. There's no way, there's no way to know. Yeah. He could be anyone. Just, uh... He could even be from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy calling into there. <laughs> they actually had me on an episode too when mm -hmm. they first went to twice a week. Yeah, when did that happen? I didn't. Uh, I didn't even notice. Actually, I noticed because I went on there. Uh, oh, a couple of months ago. Now. 
I I went on their site and I kept showing I showed up on a day where they used to do they used to do a Saturday recording, I think. The website still said they recorded on Saturday. Yeah, that's when they first started. Yeah, their their website was never updated. So I started showing up on, on IRC. It's like on Saturday, I'm like, hey, where's the show? <laughs> Usually I don't even listen live, so it's all I see is new episode. There's enough there's enough other shows that are a couple times a week I don't even notice. Usually it, yeah. these days I run out of podcasts. I need to subscribe to more. Get through everything I'm on my uh my list and I'll be done. I'll be sitting there craving more. Twitching like uh junkie and relapse in uh withdrawal. I pretty much always listen to uh, No Agenda and Hog Story Live. The rest, I just wait till the files drop. Yeah. The um, No Agenda I'll do live once in a while. But, like I said, pod- listening to podcasts live is uh, a lot of responsibility. I always... The, the thing is, I'll usually listen to... Also... I'll I'll usually listen to the first half or something like that. I'll I'll listen to, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes and kind of make my way off cuz usually I'm doing something else. I'm usually not, you know, cooking for 3 hours. <laughs> I'm cooking for 40 minutes and then I'm off to do something else and so I uh The thing about it is even if I could like if I'm if I'm going out to stores, I might be out for hours a day shopping and uh you know or driving somewhere or doing something but as soon as you stop and you have to go into a store or something and and i pause the live stream when you come back it the way my phone's set up it doesn't always rebuffer properly and so there's a gap you say oh i might have missed something i better just wait until they actually finish it so it's i'm good right up until the first time i have to pause it and then i have to stop and uh, wait till it's actually released I continue listening with uh, no agenda, at least. If I have to step away and then come back, I I just let it keep playing, and then uh, for the parts I missed, then I'll go back and listen again. Mm. Well, we've got to find a way to publish this, too. So I set up on... I have a website, com slash podcast. Um... I've been dumping files up there, so I put that test file we did the other day. We can put that we can put this one up there too. I can take the test file down too. No one else needs that. But I don't have an RSS feed set up yet. We need to figure okay. that out. I don't know if we're gonna do a live stream. If we're gonna do that, there's more software and more setup. But <clears throat> if we do that, I say we uh we hijack either no agenda stream or the hog story stream. <laughs> uh, because we connect to that. I'd like to uh, practice once or twice first. Also, we need to have. Uh, oh yeah, I, I want to come up with a test. Well, yeah. um, we're there's definitely a long delay between when we when we uh, talk when I talk and when you actually hear me. I, I've noticed that through the whole show. So we want, I want to figure out what's going on with that. Maybe we need to move off from Skype. 
I actually took myself off Wi-Fi for this, so I ran an Ethernet cable through my uh, through my apartment so I can get a hopefully a better latency, but I don't know something's going on. Yeah, one of the first things I did when I set up my computer in this place was run uh, network cables. Mm. I hate using Wi-Fi. Well, I've got some ideas for uh, patching up. We had some technical issues today. Uh, I've got some ideas of how to patch those up. Uh, we're going to have to find a way to get this out so people can listen to it, hopefully. And uh, here are Rough Cut Episode 1. Uh, you have anything to say before we close out? Yeah. We need a we need a sign off process too. That's the uh thing. no. Mm, okay, and uh, because play out system is not working, I think we're gonna call it a day. So we're hitting right up at the forty something minute mark. Well, I've been uh, for the show. I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. And uh, tune in next week for hopefully something better than this.